Before we get started with today's show, I just want to remind you that you can save 10% on your order with Symphony of Balloons, a luxury balloon company that also offers a 360 camera. Just simply mention you heard about them on Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Breaking Through Glass Ceilings with Brian H. Waters, the show brought to you by B. Waters Productions. Now, there's been a lot going on this week. Um, first and foremost, thank you for everybody, all the new subscribers and returning people who watched last week's episode, the most downloaded, the most viewed, the most watched episode of Breaking Through Glass Sims with Uncomfortable Conversations as we got into the whole Shannon Sharp discord with Cat Williams. Well, I should say the discord with Cat Williams and people were saying Shannon Sharp wasn't a journalist. But this week, we're going to talk, continue uh, some uncomfortable conversations that certainly happened, as we saw Stephen A. Smith. Side of him, we never thought we would see before. You know, um, I was sitting there, and I'm watching everything. And I saw that, I saw the clip. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to play that clip right here you betrayed me did you tell the folks that you bitch did you tell them you fat piece of shit did you tell them that so for people out there you may have wondered who in the world is he talking about but i'll tell you this i knew exactly who he was talking about as somebody who used to work at espn I was around, it was around the time when the guy he was talking about was getting ready to create the undefeated. That is one Jason Whitlock. And when Allen Iverson was on All the Smoke a couple years ago, and he talked about, yeah, you know who you are. I can't stand you. And I think he was saying your daddy too or something like that. First thing, people thought it was, they thought he was talking about Skip Bayless. And he immediately said, no, I got love for Skip. Then some people actually thought he was talking about Callan Cowherd. And for a brief second, eh, could he be? That was like, oh, nah. Gotta be Jason Whitlock. Now, I knew, <laughs> I said, somebody's going to get this dude one day. Somebody's going to get him. Because he's been constantly egging on and constantly saying things. And can I be honest? He got one of those faces that you just want to punch. Like, if you sit there and you hear him talk. And what did it for me personally was, well, it was, you know, it was the Kaepernick kneeling stuff. And he going out there acting like he's this authority figure. And he's talking down upon uh Colin Kaepernick and everybody had something to say we all know we ain't gotta go through all that but everybody had something to say about Colin Kaepernick but this fool had a nerve to bring on a kid from kid and play to portray him which I thought was totally disgusting I couldn't believe what I was seeing and so with Stephen A. Smith and he goes if, if you haven't done so I'm pretty sure you have by now but check it out he goes on this long rant and he even said, 
he apologized to his pastor, his sisters, his daughters, and a lot of his colleagues. And anybody knows Stephen A. Smith if, as far as like, if you watch a lot of his content, if you did like I did, I read his book, well, listened to the audio book last year, bestseller. Um, you know how much love and respect he has for his older sisters, how much he holds them. Um, you know, I don't want to say put them on a pedestal, but you know, he, he, that's like his validation is his sisters. And he will, he'll be quick to let you know, they will check him. So when he said he went to them, you knew it was serious. So I'm listening. And, and the things that, you know, cause, and you wonder like, what could trigger? And so I did some research, kind of went down rabbit hole. And one of the things I learned was that Jason Whitlock tried to say Stephen A. Smith didn't write that memoir. That he didn't write his book. And he was, and I'm like, oh man, you gonna criticize this man, try to say he didn't write it. He even said he couldn't write. He was going on saying that when his all his stuff had to be edited. And it, it made you think, okay, are you you're jealous of this guy? And even Shannon Sharp went on his show. And we're gonna get into Shannon Sharp in a minute because he definitely had some uh people had some beef with him. But even he said, you know, don't lend somebody your platform. And for me, I was like, you know what? It's about time. Somebody had to check him. Now, of course, we're talking more about Jason Woodlock than we ever talked about him before. And he went as far as to say, well, how could Stephen A. Smith average if he only played at one game? But, you know, just going down all the stuff. And Stephen A. called him out and said, yeah, you at the network you're at because we all know you'd rather be at like an ESPN or Fox, but nobody wants to hire you. But the thing that stood out when he brought up all, a lot of the black names that you respect and none of them wanted to work with. Even Jamel Hill said, and she was on Dan Levitar's show, said that she, John Skipper, former president of ESPN, even said it was only one time he made her do something, and that was be a part of this like Black History Month panel or discussion, but they weren't on screen at the same time. And, you know, I know John Skipper's name was somebody who's been brought up, and they even said, like, that was the mistake of letting him come in. Uh, Skipper was somebody who was hands-on. When I was there, we had a employee, like, if, I guess quarterly, like, all new employees had to go to, like, this dinner or this luncheon. Oh, it was like a dinner, right? And you got a chance to meet him. And he talked to us, and he wasn't like, oh, I'm the president of this company. I don't talk to nobody. He talked to all of us, and we're production assistants. Shout out to my boy, Luis, um, the CEO of My W Sports. He's been on here. And I remember both of us got a chance to talk to John Skipper. Uh, one time I even parked next to him in the parking lot. And I was thinking, wait, you don't have your own parking space? But that's just the type of person he was. And I remember when he had stepped down, I was like, oh, man, that kind of sucks. But it was very interesting to see all this discord. Now, I'm not going to name any names, but I will say this. I've been in the presence of some highly respected journalists from ESPN. Some of some people who've been on television, whether it be ESPN or CNN. And when one of them said, I hate that motherfucker. 
I knew. I said, oh, wow. Well, he must be. <laughs> Whoa. He said, I can't stand him. And this is before I really knew who he was before I started seeing him trying to go viral. And, you know, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, is this like that? I would later learn why. If you even remember, he did a sit-down interview with Donald Trump. And it was the most cringest thing. Like, he was really talking to Trump. Like, like Trump was his Lord and Savior. And I know that's blasphemous to say. But that's what I want y'all to understand. That's how Jason Whitlock was talking to Donald Trump. And, you know, yeah, he was the president at the time. He's like, oh, the things you've done for my family and this country and all of this stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, dude. So, unfortunately, that that happened. And, and you know what? I'm going to do it. You know, just breaking through glass, breaking, breaking through glass ceilings with uncomfortable conversations. Somebody, the one person who came to his defense, somebody I respect, I still respect her. I do. I've I've had positive interactions with her via Twitter and walking the hallways, but uh, oof, we saw a side of her. Um, before she left ESPN, while she was at ESPN, uh, it was on protests, and we saw a side of her because she was more concerned about her travel. And that's Sage Steele, and she talked about how unfortunate it was for Stephen A. Smith, and that's what people said. Well. Of course she would do it. And, you know, unfortunately, and, and the thing is, like, people rewind back. So, see, I was there 2013 to 2015. First time I really got to, like, understand who Sage Steele was. She was on his and her podcast with Jamel Hill and Michael Smith. And on that podcast, you got to learn that, you know, she talked about her time in uh, D.C., when she had, you know, it was an opportunity for Comcast Sportsnet, where it's now EB, NBCU, I think, or something. But it was an opportunity she had, or monumental sports. But she had an opportunity to cover the Ravens or the then Redskins. She covered the D.C. teams. And I remember being, you know, when I was working at Renner Center, wanting to be in the sports. I remember seeing Sage Steele in our local um, networks, right? And then seeing her, it was like, oh, man, that's cool. Somebody who was here and she's there now. And, you know, she talked about her brother, Chad Steele. Ravens fans may know he's the tall, light-skinned guy. I am not a fan. Um, let me just say it straight up. Uh, I'll say this. Anything I say here, obviously, I can back it up. I'm not a fan of his. Um, when I was an intern at the Baltimore Sun, he, you know, kind of had this air about him, like he could just talk to people any kind of way. I didn't like that. And then afterwards, he was somebody who, I don't like people who don't acknowledge everybody in the vicinity. Even it's just a high, right? And I remember I was doing, the night Lamar Jackson broke Michael Vick's record for rushing yards in a single season. I was working as a utility worker for Fox Sports that night. And all I had to do was hold the light for Aaron Andrews. Now, mind you, Aaron Andrews is the only sideline reporter that I've ever worked with that people were asking for her autograph, right? 
And we're standing there talking throughout the night. She's not big time in anybody. Matter of fact, she gave me like her the little warmer thing she was selling. She gave me to keep me warm. And me and her talked about the game. And I would say, well, there's some tendencies I noticed. I said, I'm not really trying to tell you how to do your job. You know, this is my team. She said, oh, no, I don't take it like that. Whatever you could do, help. Well, Chad still, anytime he came over there, he just had this aura about him. Like he couldn't acknowledge that I was around. Mind you, a black man in a professional setting. But no, nah, he had to kiss up to her. And so that's he. That's how he is. He always walked around like that. So it's like, what the hell is wrong with the Steele family? Why do y'all act like this? You know, and and I used to, you know, hold back because I had these ambitions on, you know, being the Ravens producer. And if the opportunity comes, you never know, and I will back up what I said. But no, nah, just just not a fan. I remember, <laughs> and it was funny because he put me out of the locker room when I was an intern. And the funny thing is, my supervisor had been granted permission for me to be there. And he was just like, you know what, just, just stay. But it was cool, because guess what? I got to meet John Harbaugh and talk to Ray Rice, so it didn't matter. But that's, you know, that's Chad Steele. That's Sage Steele, brother. And they talked about him on the His and Her podcast. And during the His and Her podcast, you saw how, you know, that was one side of Sage Steele. You saw the positive. But man, when Donald Trump Flipped this world and made everybody, all the racists, come out, as you say, come out of the closet and made people pick a side. Woo. It's terrible. And Sage still was a part of that. And you see, like, so it didn't surprise me that she backed up Jason Whitlock. It it really didn't. So I think that was just unfortunate. I think it's just crazy. Man, when I sit back and look, I'm like, this dude is out here trying to troll Stephen A. Smith, called Stephen A. Smith. And quite frankly, I don't, and I see people like, all right, dude's got 700 and some thousand followers. And I'm like, man, why do people like this dude? And I know Jamel Hill said something that was key and she gave him his props. She said, what the sad part is people wanted to root for him because, or people, what hurts is he was one of the best sports columnists in the country. But then, you know, he, he became what he is, man. And it's sad. It's unfortunate that we have people like that in this world. But Stephen A. Smith cooked them. I think it was fun. I've said this, and I know I brought this up earlier. When did journalism, and we started seeing so many beefs in journalism. You know, we saw it with Stephen A. Smith and, 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 and Jason Woodlock. And that brings me to my next point. Stephen Jackson and Shannon Sharp. Steven Jackson and Shannon Sharp. So, if you've been paying attention, you may, obviously you all know, because especially you come back here. By this time, you know, Cat Williams helped Shannon Sharp go viral. Shannon Sharp went to new heights. You understand me? He went to new heights. Over 40 million views in a matter of days, not weeks. You know, more people saw that show and or like me, probably a couple of times. And more people saw clips. Well, Steven Jackson calls out Shannon Sharp saying that wasn't cool. And he even said that when they had T.O., they brought it back a little bit. They wheeled him in and said, yeah, you can't talk about Stephen A. because that's our homie. And said if he had any relationships that with these people, that he wouldn't have let Cat Williams go that far. I call Cap. Because 
I listened to the Terrell Owens interview, and T.O. went off. Yeah, did they not? And, and I will not say that they didn't say anything. Where Shannon Sharp never said, hey, that's my mans. That's my homeboy. These guys are in my phone. They did say, they did get some timeline checks. But, like he said, he just let them talk. Now, what didn't happen the way Steven Jackson was trying to make it seem like, that T.O. couldn't get anything off. Like, he couldn't say anything. T.O. still got his point across. His point was that Stephen A. Smith revealed a personal conversation via Twitter on the air. And he revealed why he feels the way he does about him. And he revealed that there will be no conversation and there's no coming back from that. They didn't stop that at all. And I'm a huge fan of All The Smoke. It's usually in my top podcast list, but let's call it Spade a Spade. And I just didn't understand why. And it's Stephen, a, uh, Stephen Jackson will say he has his opinion. My opinion is I don't understand why there was a need to be upset at Shannon Sharp about that. Shannon Sharp, is, 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 I, I don't take it as somebody who's like, oh, I'm just living and thriving because now, boom, I done hit these million views. He's not still living off of that Cat Williams interview. He's, it's still business as usual. He used to keep going. Did his audience double, triple increase? Absolutely. But he's continued to grind. You know? Um, so like I said, it's just unfortunate that you have this back and forth, which could have been a phone call. Hell, Shannon Sharp was on all the smoke. That could have easily been a phone call. And say, hey, man, well, I don't think you should have did this. And, and that's the thing. Now, I know I said that could have been a phone call and Stephen A. Stephen a. Smith and Jason Whitlock could have been a phone call too. That wasn't going to be a phone call, as you can see, because Jason Whitlock has just made an enemy out of 90% of the black journalists you love and respect. Jason Whitlock has made an enemy out of them. And it's to the point where I've never heard one black person say, you know, that I've known, and that's it. I know every black journalist, but I never heard one black person say, oh, yeah, man, we love him. You know, and, and it's not because he's a conservative person. It's because he feels the need to tear down black people. He does, you know, I mean, he was up there trying to question Shannon Sharp and then said, like, well, he played division football. He did. He still admitted that the NFL didn't want him. But he tried to say, just like now, Shannon Sharp, the NFL is not interested in neither one of them. Shut up. That makes no sense. So, uh, but yeah, media beefs, man, I tell you, I tell you, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, are you in the gym every week? Are you looking to kind of keep yourself cool while you work up a nasty sweat? Well, I got the best thing for you. Cooling bands, bandanas cooling towels and so much more go to vertical athletics get your favorite team in mls or mlb or guess what now they have a custom option so you can upload your own logo and you can save 10 percent at checkout when you enter the code brian h waters go to verticalathletics.com use the code brian h waters to save 10 percent 
on some of your best cooling gear. Are you a podcaster who is looking to share clips from your show in the simplest way possible? Well, I have the best solution, and that's Opus Clip. Opus Clip allows you to take the link to your show, upload it, and then they will clip off some of the best moments. And it allows you to edit it, change the captions, change the colors, and they also give you a viral score so you know which clip can potentially generate more buzz for your show. So if you're looking to do that, click the link in the bio, sign up for Opus Clip, and go viral with some of the best content from your show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to support this podcast by wearing a t-shirt, whether it's the one that says breaking through glass ceilings or the one that says no ceilings above success, simply go to foryourwear.com. Also, you can support some of your other favorite podcasts and content creators, including those wrestling girls, Seahawk, and the Wrestling Club. And you can support some of your favorite independent wrestlers, including Jay Bougie, Trisha Dore, Chaz the Dawn. Shoot, all the pure ignorance is on there. So go on foryourwear.com, go under personalities, you'll find Brian H. Waters, and buy a t-shirt. And remember, I'll give you a shout out on the show. And I'm back. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to make this uh, announcement, send out some prayers to my brother Blue, of the owner of For Your Wear. As you know, you can get a breaking through glass ceilings merchandise from foryourwear.com. However, I do have to send out thoughts and prayers as he posted on the For Your Wear Instagram that his son as you know, had some life, sort of life-threatening emergencies that they have been, him and his wife had to tend to. And because of that, there will be a delay in shipments and processing so order. So uh, first and foremost, you know, we just want to send all love and prayers to Blue and his family. And then, you know, for everybody out there who has purchased some merch, uh, whether it be from my uh, store or, some of the other podcasters or wrestlers or personality store, um, you know, there will be a uh, delay in shipment and processing, but you will get your merchandise. And as always, thank you for your support. But more importantly, please send out your prayers and thoughts with Blue and his family. I was listening to Carmelo's podcast. Now, anybody knows Carmelo Anthony is my second favorite NBA player of all time. So, you know, as of course, he, I mean, from Baltimore. Now, we know, I know, he grew up, he was born in Brooklyn, in Red Hook, but he moved to Baltimore. However, we claim him in Baltimore, right? Well, I always felt a certain type of way, and I found out that he did too. Um. Nikola Jokic wearing the number 15 with the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I've always felt a certain type of way about that. Never understood it. Never understood why. How is this possible? Jokic wearing the number 15. And Carmelo expressed his displeasure with it as well. And I agree with him. 
It's like they're trying to erase him from history. Let me take y'all back to 2003. Now, this is, well, let's go back to 2002, 2003 first. Syracuse, a school that was known for basketball but could never get over the hump. Suddenly, a young prodigy from Baltimore, Maryland, Carmelo Anthony. He's playing for the Syracuse Orangemen. And the freshman leads them to the championship. Now, when I was in high school, ninth grade, I remember hearing about this guy named Carmelo. And he said, that, yeah, this guy is nice. He goes to Towson Catholic, and I'm telling you, he's going straight to the league. I learned that Carmelo was like that. And guess what? Carmelo went to the league. He went to prep school, and then he went to college. And then he went to the NBA, right? When he went to the NBA, my guy played, got drafted by the Denver Nuggets. Now, we all know Carmelo should have been number two overall pick. He should have went to the Detroit Pistons. But he went to the Denver Nuggets. And just like that, there were so many Nuggets fans born. Y'all remember, they may, you may remember, they had the brown jerseys with the mountains. Nobody was paying attention to them. But when Melo joined, they went to the powder blue and that, like, golden yellow. And all of a sudden, it was cool to wear a Nuggets jersey. It was cool to wear the Nuggets jersey and the headband. Y'all remember that? Oversized jerseys. White on white airs. Well, I guess you got to say uptowns. But that was the style. And it was mellow, the culture. And for his entire time there, I mean, you look at this, his teammates, right? Kenyon Martin, Allen Iverson, Chauncey Billups, J.R. Smith, young J.R. Smith. The Denver Nuggets was a team that was fun to watch. And it was because of Carmelo. Now, we all know the internal discord. But what sucks is, that they're trying to erase history. How can you put the number 15 behind somebody else, on somebody else? And here's the crazy part. Now, you can't make an argument because Jokic is going to be the most impactful player simply because he brought them a championship. He's going to be the most impactful player. He's going to be the one who went, took the franchise to new heights because they're not slowing down anytime soon. Two conference finals appearances and then a championship, they're not slowing down anytime soon. Melo, I mean, well, Carmelo had to deal with the Kobe Bryant era. Carmelo had to deal with the San Antonio Spurs era. The closest they got was the Western Conference Finals in 2009. And then they just, they the Lake of Kobe was not going to be denied. So, but it's unfortunate because that number 15 should have been retired or set aside and set up for a retirement ceremony. Carmelo should have his number retired in two places, in Denver and in New York. And that's unfortunate. So I agree with Melo. I would feel a certain type of way. I, like I said, I felt a certain type of way. Like, how they going to have... Like, when I started paying attention, like, yo, kids, okay, this guy's like that, but how you got number 15? What? That made no sense. And I like what Carmelo said. He said, okay, if the guy wanted to pay homage, that's fine. But in his mind, 
he's going to take it as they was just they just gave it to him. Say here, take it. That way they could erase him. You know, they could erase him. And and I've always like, there's a certain things like Ray Lewis. You, nobody's coming to Baltimore wearing 52, 20, definitely then and, and fifty five. Right, Ray Lewis, every Terrell Sugg. They're not wearing seventy five. Jonathan Ogden's number. I can guarantee you. I almost want to guarantee you. They won't wear. There will never be another A here, or another number nine. It's just certain players whose numbers will, you know, you just don't duplicate. Nobody's going to Chicago wearing twenty three. Nobody. Cleveland. Cleveland never put put twenty three on anybody. After LeBron James, even with the whole boys club, Miami's not going to put number six on nobody else. The Lakers, that's going to be interesting. You know, LeBron did bring a championship, but he also wore like two numbers. That's going to be interesting. So that was very frustrating to see. And I'm glad Melo spoke about it, you know, because it's quite frankly, it's just ridiculous. But no, who knows? But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to wrap this up as we get ready to, you know, go into another week. Football season is upon us. I ain't touched on too many football. You know, there's some games been canceled and, you know, a lot of cold games. But my Ravens play next week. And, you know, maybe we went for the ride with the Orioles. But like I said, you know, and I stuck to my word. I did not buy any merch. I did not buy any merch. I told y'all I wasn't, and I didn't. I didn't buy no division merch. I'm waiting. Super Bowl merch, baby. I bought the Orioles division merch back in 14, and this year, well, in 23, and clearly they lost both times. So I said, no more division championship merch. I bought the Ravens in 19. They lost. So no division championship merch until it's all said and done. Then maybe I'll get everything. But, ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap it up for this week's episode of Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. Oh, one last thing, man. I, I want to shout out and highlight an accomplishment that I had. Um, last week, uh, Spotify's top podcast of the week, one of the podcasts I produced, the episode of the Ring of Wrestling show, where Kaz and David Shoemaker talked to... Zach Efron and Jeremy Allen White of the Iron Claw, my favorite movie. They had their interview with them, and that was ranked in Spotify podcast top 10. So shout out to my boys over at the Ringer Wrestling crew. Um, make sure y'all check us out this week as I get ready to celebrate one year of Wednesday Worldwide with my brothers, Ben and Cal, and I'm very excited about that. We got some special things cooking. But, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for this week. Make sure y'all check out all the content from all the affiliates and sponsors of this show. Make sure you remember, do not let anybody place a ceiling above your success. So long, everybody. Podcasters and gamers, we all know it can be intense. We're talking. We're getting hype. We're passionate. Sometimes we need a boost. Well, you can get that by getting Rogue Energy. Rogue Energy is the number one supplement for podcasters and gamers, and they have tons of different flavors, including Strawberry Burst, Tropical Breeze, and Cotton Candy. 
And you can save 10% by putting in the code BRIANH at checkout. So go to rogueenergy.com and enter the code BRIANH to save money. 